This isn't Grandma's radio show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Ground and pound. Rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. I can't well, hello. I am back for another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com as well as our good friends over at LastWordOnSports.com. So once you finish up with this episode, make sure you check out those two fantastic sites, MMASucker.com as well as LastWordOnSports.com. Now, I do have to apologize a little bit of a hiatus. I know I said I was going to be back last week, but due to some unforeseen circumstances more along the lines of me getting tremendously busy and uh, a little overwhelmed last week, I wasn't able to bring you a show. No, it had nothing to do with guests, as some people tweeted me. Um, They even said that they would uh, like to take over and uh, do the show for me when I couldn't do it. So that was pretty cool, but it didn't end up happening because, you know, time was of the essence last week, and it, it just didn't end up happening. So... I do apologize that there was no show last week. I am back this week, and I've got one guest for your listening pleasure. He is known as Cody Garbrandt. He is a team alpha male fighter. I had the chance to catch up with him a couple nights back, and we talked about everything from his upcoming fight, which is a ginormous one in the 135-pound division, himself versus John Lineker. A victory here would make him easily a top 10 fighter in the division, you know, knocking on the door of some of those top contenders in that weight class. So we talked about that. We talked about what the atmosphere at Team Alpha Male is like now that, you know, TJ's gone. Um, Joseph Benavidez for this training camp for this upcoming weekend's UFC Fight Night 82 card. He He took his training camp down to Colorado as well. So things are sort of up in the air at Team Alpha Male. And he sort of sets the record straight of what the atmosphere is like down there. Chat about a bunch of other shit as well. So you'll want to listen to that interview. But man, we've had a couple good weeks. Again, this past weekend, Anthony Rumble Johnson destroying. Now, you know, I, I don't know if you guys know, but I also work for the school system and I coach the grade seven boys basketball team at my school and they got destroyed uh, last night by 30 points. The destruction was big. 30 points is a, is, a, is a big victory in an elementary school basketball game. Now what Anthony Rumble Johnson did to Ryan Bader was way bigger than that. He staked claim on the number one contender spot in that light heavyweight division by starching Bader. Bader shot in from that takedown. Oh my goodness. That was... Jesus, he's an all-star wrestler, and he shot from way out there. Rumble was able to defend, and the punches that he threw, it was it was like, my goodness, I, I don't know if anyone else in the light heavyweight division would be able to knock you out with those short punches that he threw, but Bader was laying there flat, out cold, for at least a few seconds. I mean, it took, it took them a while to 
to get him to get back up. So congratulations to Anthony Rumble Johnson. And boy, oh boy, do Daniel Cormier and uh, John Jones have something to look out for. I know DC's fought him in the past, but man, he's on another level right now. The co-main event at this past weekend's fight, Josh Barnett against Ben Rothwell. Now, these two guys are, are very, very similar when it comes to, you know, their stature. Um, their striking style is is a little different. Rothwell likes to have a few different stances, one of which he likes to stand square right up with his opponent, which I find extremely odd. But uh, Barnett, I, I found, was getting the advantage on the feet. He was outstriking um, Rothwell, and unfortunately... He got tapped out, which not many people expected. Uh, something that he called, that Ben Rothwell called a go-go choke. It looked like a ten-finger guillotine to me. Um, I don't know whether they're the same thing or not, but that's what it looked like. And Josh Barnett, I believe, tapped for the very first time in his career. So Rothwell, another guy staking claim on a division, that is the heavyweight division. My goodness. This weekend, we have UFC Fight Night 82, Johnny Hendricks versus Steven Wonderboy Thompson, who was my guest a couple weeks back. Fun little main event. Uh, this fight was expected to be UFC 196, but it is now UFC Fight Night 82 because of the fallout of the main event of that bout. <clears throat> also announced this week... Chris Weidman, Dana White announced this on Fox Sports. Chris Weidman is getting another crack at Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold dethroned him a few months back, and uh, Weidman is getting that number one contender spot coming in there to try and get his middleweight championship back. Now, I don't know about you, but with the utter beating that he took in that first fight, I don't know if I would have given him an automatic rematch, but that's just me. You let me know what you think. Because, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't think that he deserved that shot. But that's going to happen at UFC 199, I believe, in June. So you will see. You can check out that story at MMASucker.com. Before I get into my interview with Cody Garbrandt, I'd like to thank my sponsors. Unique Kennel 71 on Twitter. Check them out. Uh, in the next couple days, actually, very, very soon, they will have a new litter of uh, beautiful, beautiful little baby bulldogs. Um, you can check out the MMA Sucker Twitter page because I will have a picture of them up there. And if you'd like to see more than just the picture that I share, then make sure you check out at UniqueKennels71 on Twitter. Um, True North Screen Printers, these guys hooked us up, man. We got some wicked new tees. Sold out of extra large already. Almost sold out of all the other sizes. These things are super limited edition. Um, they are the Star Wars theme MMA Saka logo. Super awesome. Check out True North Screen Printers. Just Google the name and you will find them. They can do everything in-house. They don't ship off overseas or anything like that. They do it all in-house. So check them out. True North Screen Printers. ProAmBelts.com for all your championship belt needs. They can have you covered very, very quickly, as I've said on past episodes. Check them out, ProAmBelts.com, for all your championship belt needs. 
Now, this interview right here is brought to you by FloatHouse.ca. For all your sensory deprivation tank needs, make sure you check out FloatHouse.ca. They've got locations popping up all over the Lower Mainland. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but if you're in Vancouver and you want a wicked sensory deprivation tank um, experience, check out FloatHouse.ca. You can book your appointment online. You can do all that stuff. Just head on down, enjoy yourself, relax in the darkness that is a float tank. So right now I'd like to sit, I'd like you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview with Cody Garbrandt. This guy is expected to take on John Lineker, UFC Fight Night 83, February 21st. Please welcome Cody Garbrandt back to Sucker Radio. Cody, thanks for joining me today, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, for sure. Now, this is a giant fight for you, man. I know you you called out two different guys. You called out John Lineker. You called out Brian Caraway. You got your wish with Lineker. How did it feel when you found out that this was the matchup you were getting? I was very excited. <clears throat> Actually, you know, Texas Sean showed me and thanked him. Uh, the fight that I had been looking forward to for months now. Um, you know, I remember writing down on a sheet of paper on my cell phone and like sending up possible matchups, like looking at who was making waves and who would be a good fight for me. And Lineker was was one of those fighters that I had on my top of my list. So I, I you know, mentally prepared for Lineker for some months now. And that was, you know, just getting ready to wrap up training camp in the next uh, few weeks. And the mental or uh, the physical preparation is done. And, you know, it's going there February 21st and I pulls my wheel on him. Now, he's a guy who's coming up. This will be, I believe, his second fight at, at Bantamweight, moving up from flyweight. Uh, do you think that'll make a difference, the fact that he, he's a former 125-er coming up to 35? A difference in, as in what? What do you mean as a difference? In, I mean, like, do you, do you, yeah, do you think you'll be able to overpower him being that he is a former 25-er? Um, you, know, he, you know, his little fat ass hardly made weight. You know, he missed <laughs> weight four, four times. So it's like, really, he wasn't even really a 25-er. You know, four times missing weight. You know, he got beat by the scale. He's mentally weak. He got beat by the scale four times. So, yeah, he made 25, but he also missed it a bunch of times. So uh, it was something that they needed to do to send him up to 35. He needed to quit trying to bully those little 25-pounders and come up to bantamweight division. So I'm glad that, you know, we're, we're squaring off on the 21st. Is that one of the reasons why you wanted to fight him? Just because the guy, you know, he's a guy that obviously he, he was top of the 25 division despite the fact that he did miss weight so many times. He was a guy that was knocking on you know, Demetrius Johnson's door, a number of occasions, but not at 125 pounds. Is that something that you wanted? Is that the reason why you wanted him? Because, you know, he could be a top talent at 35, but he's also a guy that you said is is not mentally strong. Right. Um, yeah, I just really thought, you know, looking at the roster, and you know, he has a name, and he's knocking his dudes out, and he's just as you know, they call him Robert for Robert Duran, but this dude doesn't know how to fight. He's a brawl. He's a club fighter. He just lures people in the brawl because he don't know how to fight. So I figured, hey, this is a great style matchup for me in my career and where it's at right now where I'm at in my career. And uh, I wanted to test myself and no better, you know, competition. John's tough. Nothing wrong. He's tough, but that's all he is is tough. Now, I know that he he's 
he's got a name, as you said. He, he's a guy that you, you it'll move your stock up, definitely. Um, we saw what happened with Sage Northcutt this past weekend. The UFC sort of, you know, pushing him along a little quicker than expected. Is that, is that something that you hope doesn't happen to you? Do you want to be primed and, and moved along slowly? Or are you gunning for that, you know, title shot sooner rather than later? Yeah, I'm, I'm what I've been playing since, you know, I'm, I'm first boxing match when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. I've been wrestling my whole career. I don't want to be put on the back burner. I don't want to be groomed. I, I want challenges. I've gotten the fighting because I wanted to challenge myself in life and in my, you know, competitiveness. Um, you know, so I, I look at these fights. These are the fights that I, I want, the big-name fights, the fights that are going to, you know, you know, virtually put me into, you know, when I'm, this is all said and done, I walk away from, you know, fighting into the Hall of Fame and to the, you know, just be remembered, you know, I want to be remembered as, you know, a fighter that went out there and left, left it all in, all in the octagon. And, uh, you know, these are the fights that I want. These are the fights that get me up in the morning, you know, get me off the couch, make me do my road work, you know, get me motivated to go on there and beat this dude fast. You know what I mean? A tough guy will make me, you know, train. I always train hard, so give me that extra motivation and extra, just push, you know, to make sure I'm doing every single thing and know that I can go on there and break this dude. I talk to the other name and be like, hey, um, you know, Cody, they talk about, hey, Cody's a prospect. Uh, I don't want to be called a prospect. I want to be called, hey, this kid's a contender. You know what I mean? That's how I truly believe I train with the best, some of the best, you know, featherweight, bantamweight, flyweights in the world. And uh, I want to show my skills against, you know, a supposedly dangerous striker or another top contender that's, you know, talked about being up in the title contender or ranked in the top 10. I want to show him like really get to show off my skills against a really tough opponent, you know? Yeah, definitely. Now he's a guy that, I mean, we saw in his, his first fight at bantamweight, uh, he just goes out there and he slugs and we know this is his style. He likes to stand, he likes to bang, he likes to get into people's faces and this is totally up to your standards. You like to get in there and you like to bang as well, but do you see yourself sort of shying away from that in this fight and, and, and playing it a little safer with a guy with as heavy hands as he has? I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I, I've, I've never ran from the fight. I, I love the fight. I just keep the fight. The pace where it goes, where I'm on the fight at, and all my fights. Um, I'll tell you what, John Lerick has never been hit by someone that hits like me and hits as fast as me and as hard as me. I want to say he has hands and hands of stone just that. I'm telling you, he, he wants it. If he wants to bang, he can bang. But wherever the fight wants to go, I'm going to dictate it. He's going to dance around. Him. He's going to dance to my tune, you know. So, wherever the fight I want to go, I'm a better fighter than him all over. Wrestling, grappling, striking. My fight IQ is higher than him. I just want to go out there on the 21st and impose my will on him and, you know, let, let my skills show. Speaking of the fight IQ, I, I, I like to talk about that a little bit. I, I haven't spoken with many people about that. There's a lot of guys out there that are fighting in the UFC that seem to have very low fight IQ. We see, you know, guys going into positions that they shouldn't be in, um, guys standing and banging when they shouldn't be there. Um, is this something that you train and, and prep on a daily basis, is fight IQ, or is this something that people just pick up naturally? Uh, you know, I would obviously say naturally, but also it can be with experience. Um, you know, fighter IQ game of experience as far as training, fights, watching tape, you know, living the martial arts lifestyle. But yeah, I'm the highest highest fight IQ going into a fight is you know, it's a you know, it's a mental warfare as it is, you know, you know, physically and mentally, but you you know 
fighting has a lot to do with mental, you know, mental aspects and 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 disadvantages. So if you have a higher fight IQ, you're not going to go in there. Oh, okay, I know this is John John Lineker's bread and butter. He wants to go in there and brawl because he doesn't know how to throw a straight punch to save his life. <laughs> and uh, you know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, I can go in there. But hey, well, it's fifty fifty. We can brawl, and one of us going to knock each other out. Um, go in there, but I'm a better fighter than him. So I'm going to, you know, what I'm saying like, I'm going to. I'm gonna, it's going to be 80-20. It's like, hey, when I, if I'm going to get off, I'm going to get off on you. And then if I want to bang with you, I'm going to brawl with you. Boom, 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 out. And then, okay, boom, I'm going to dump you on your head and make you work up, you know. Do all this. So, um, yeah, my, my game plan's simple. It's a simple game plan for me. I just got to stick to the game plan. I think a lot of fighters get into this, you know, this pissing contest with them. Or a lot of fighters with anybody, they get hit and they want to hear the crowd. Oh, you know, it's probably show. Yeah, it's ultimately get, we're in there to get, you know, the win and advance that ladder, you know what I mean? Um, and keep climbing to the top, you know, getting bigger money and bigger fights and bigger paydays. So it's like, yeah, you know, I can stand toe to toe this guy. I'm never afraid to do that. I know that I can knock him out. But, you know, if I feel something that's in there that I'm working, it's working my wrestler and my, my grappling's feeling better than his on that day, then I will. But if my striking's feeling better, I'm going to stand there and knock him out. Um, but, yeah, I, I believe that fight IQ can be, you know, developed through, you know, experience and uh, and, and, and just having it naturally. But, yeah, I, I definitely would say experience. Something I noticed, and this would help with your striking fight IQ, obviously, is that you've got Brandon Gibson out there training with you, um, doing some of your your stand-up stuff with you, I guess. Is this the first time that you've trained with him for this camp, or has he been uh, with you for previous camps? Um, yeah, he actually came out. We, we've kind of had an ongoing relationship this, this past, uh, I'd say, you know, nine months. We kind of, like, started working together, just hitting, you know, when we see each other at UFC events or any fight events, we go, okay, maybe go on here with a link up, crack some pad, you know. Um, so... I went out to Albuquerque before my camp started, and you know did uh, did a week out there with him. And really like you know Greg Jackson, uh, Lincoln John, Gibson, all the coaches out there they had, the training partners. It was nice to go out there and get a different look. You know, I'm always in the gym out here. I'm always training. Um, you know, year round. You know, it's something that I learned off Raya to do to stay ready. You know, work on things that you you know you want to advance on or you want to stay sharp with. Um, so it was nice to go out there and kind of get a little change up, a little, little, little different change up, have some different looks. Uh, went out there for a week, and then Gibson just came out here this past uh, four, couple four days, and then he'll be, you know, cornering me in my fight uh, on the 21st. So we'll have that whole week of, of training together, and we just hit it off. You know, he, he's got a good style. Um, he brings energy and his focus and determination to work with champions and build champions is, is amazing. You know, his resume speaks for itself. Who he works with. Um, on a day-to-day basis, so it's just an honor for him, you know, to take time out of his life and and his coaching career in, in Albuquerque to come out here and and want me to be and help me be successful and, and want to, you know, help me out. You know, it's really good. I have a really good relationship with him, and uh, I can't wait to, you know, keep improving that and working with him after each and every fight. You know, so. Definitely, good, good guy. yeah. You so you've you you know you've trained with Dwayne Ludwig before he left, moved out to Colorado. Now you've got Brandon Gibson with you guys, six gun there. Um, how have you seen your game progress since training with Brandon? I mean, all over. I mean, I he's he, you know he's very you no know, he knows he's not trying to change my style too much. He's just adding on to it. 
um, you know, just on little things uh, that we're doing, you know, you know, with, you know, whatever level changes fit in, uh, all kinds of different things. Got a lot. He's got a lot of different, you know, tricks up the sleeve that he'll show. But hey, let's try this. I think you're good for this. You got power here in both hands. We can, you know, you got you got good movement. Your basis is so good of of striking. You know, now we can add on to little things. And it's good to you know, collab with him. But okay, I like this. Let's do that or do this. And it's nice just to get a different look and and have him there because he's he you know. You have you're you're motivated, but your coach is if not more motivated than you and, and dedicated to you to you know be in the gym. You know we got off, Shady got off the plane and you know flew from New Mexico to here. Right off the plane was like, hey, let's get to the gym. Went to the gym, worked out. You know it was you know four days of just in and out of the gym all day, every day. You know it was, you know doing three four sessions you know a day, and uh, it was great. You know just to soak up as much knowledge as I can from him. Yeah, man. Now we, you said you made the trek out to Albuquerque. Um, obviously TJ left. We see Joseph Benavidez in Colorado now as well, even though we heard today that, you know, he's sticking it out with alpha male. He just wanted a different experience for training camp. We're not going to see you leave alpha male as well and head down to Albuquerque. Are we? No, you know, um, me and Ryan have talked about this a lot and a lot of my teammates, um, I had this plan to go out to Gibson or start working with Gibson way before um, TJ left um, or Stephen Starr was thinking about leaving. Um, I used Gibson my last lane in, in, in June, you know, and, and before that was, was May we first started working. So it was like, it was something that I wanted to do. And, you know, it's good to go and switch up, you know. A doesn't like really care. I mean, he cares. He's like, that we go and cry, like, you know, I don't really care. We cross train, you know what I mean? It's like, as a kid, when I wrestled my whole entire life, you know, we'd always go and scrimmage, like, on every Saturday, we'd have a, a team from up north, like Maslin and Perry something. They were hammers. They had some tough ass kids on there. And they would come and they would scrimmage with us on Saturday. So it basically would be an all out brawl, just live wrestling the whole time, every Saturday, you know, during season, because, you know, you know, it's good to get a different look to your, 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 your stable mates. You know, sometimes you come, you know, you know, stay with them, you know, you, you know, their mood and it's good to just keep, you know, keep fresh, you know? So I, I really like, you know, switching up, especially when you're in camp, you know, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, you know, you got your fight now. It's good to just switch it up. But yeah, I mean, I'll be doing my, you know, I'll venture out there and training, uh, you know, here and there in between camps and just staying fresh and working with Gibson as much as I can. Yeah. I will. I mean, I can is my home and, uh, I'm very grateful for for Team Alpha Male and all the coaching staff, all my training partners here. Um, like I said, I, I came out here at one and kind of like a last ditch effort, like see if this is you know I had a career in this. I want to you know take the talents and see how it matched up with some of the talent, best talent in the UFC, and uh, that was all I needed to know, for, you know, coming out here and, and judging my abilities against them. And so I'm very grateful for them uh, as far as you know, training with them and, and opening the door, but it's like, you know, it's, it's good to, you know, you don't want to plateau. You want to keep learning, keep evolving. And uh, I'm still learning here and evolving here. It's, and it's, but it's nice to go, you know, and change it up. Yeah, and that that's sort of what Joseph said as well, is he wanted a change-up for this camp, I believe. What what exactly is the atmosphere like at Alpha Male at the moment? I mean, it, it was unsure of what the deal was with Joseph Benavidez from an outside perspective. We know TJ left and, and everyone knows that, including the inside at Alpha Male, but what is the atmosphere like 
with those guys gone as well. I mean, Lance Palmer's in Colorado as well, correct? Oh, no, I actually just trained Lance this morning. You know, he's uh, going out there. Him and Joe are really good buddies, and, you know, he wanted to help Joe out. Joe wanted to help him out this camp. You know, and so it's, I don't know. Um, the atmosphere is, it, for me, it's I'm always focused and always in I'm always in there to get better. You know, always get tired, you know, get in there and work hard and, you know, push the pace and, and get the best out of the day. Um, I could definitely tell a little bit of, Maybe the energy was down a little bit because we were trying to figure out what the hell was going on, who was with us, who was, who was leaving, and, and this and that. But, you know, we got our coaches that are stepping up. Justin Buckles is a step up coming the head coach. He's very phenomenal. You know, he's been in more title fights, in a quarter more title fights than a lot of these trainers. So he, he, you know, I think he retired. You know, he said that he retired from his MMA career and so he's on you know, coaching now. We got Chris Holdsworth and then we got Fabio Pazendio. Uh, Dustin Akbari. So we have all these coaches in here. Danny Castillo is a wrestling coach. And we have all these coaches in here coming in and putting their time in. It's been great. You know, training camp has been, this training camp has been amazing energy, just the looks I'm getting, um, the training, that the, 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 the pace of it, just the intensity of the training has been, been amazing. Uh, so definitely, uh, I think it took a little bit of wake up call for something's happening, you know, to you know, get everyone to get in the right direction and regroup. You know, it's like a it's like a wrestling dynasty. Um, you know, when they, their seniors graduate, and you know their team might not be as as from top to bottom as strong as it, it was. Where it's like, all right, it's not like all oh, they're done. You know what I mean? It's called a re, re you know it's a reloading year. We're yeah. reloading. We you know what I mean reloading. So we, we're reloading right now. You know, it's, we got some killers on our team that are about to you know borderline about to be called to the UFC. And uh, so, I mean, we're going to be here forever. So we just keep that positive attitude that we always had and just keep doing what we're doing. Focus on what we can control, and, and that's all, all, there is, all there is to it. Do you think because TJ left, it, it made a few people think into the back of their heads, oh, maybe I should be leaving too? I mean, if you're filled with doubt, I mean, if you have a doubt about it, like, what, do you want the belt here? I can understand, yeah, you and Dwayne have a, have a you know, a good relationship be so good with Dwayne, yeah, go with Dwayne, but why would you leave the team that you know what I mean? Like this team built you and and you won the title here, you know what I mean? Yeah, Dwayne came and helped, but really like the the guy the goes and, and here is what you know what I mean? You, you got Justin Buckles coming corner you yeah your last fight. You know what I mean? He's our coach. So it's like well, I don't know. I mean if 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 anyone wants to leave I think they're just filled with doubt like, oh okay, like he left maybe you know what I mean? They're doubting themselves. The proof's in the pudding here, you know what I mean? How many how many players have we turned out that were great or you know, or he was a wrestler and came in title contention just being a wrestler. You know, wrestling's only one aspect of 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 the sport, you know. So I mean it's definitely something to say out here, uh, for sure for the training and, and, and the goes. So I mean, I think if people were to have that in the head that, oh, maybe I should leave because the champion's leaving, but then you're filled with doubt, just like he was. Are you still buddies with him? I'm in cordial with him. Um, and I say what's up to him. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, he's in my weight class, you know what I mean? So <laughs> we'll, probably end up, we'll probably end up fighting in my career, you know, and before my career is done, before his career is done. Um, so it's not like, I don't know. I'm not like too fond of my teammates that are out here that are going to go out there and train with him. But it's like, hey, it's whatever. You know, I'm not fighting him right now. So I guess when it comes down to it, we can, 
figure that out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not mad at him for leaving. If he thought that, it was, that was his best decision, best, best to get better, you know, that was his best, you know, to go out there and, and get better. And that's the way he thought he was going to be okay. But just don't do it how you did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that That's where I'm not cool with it about. But, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. You know, I'm not For sure, yeah. Day. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I knew it wasn't, it, 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 you know, speaking on his behalf, not trying to defend him or nothing, but I guarantee it wasn't, like, an easy decision for him to go out there and be like, well, I'm just going to leave all my fam- family and friends that I built the past however many years, I mean, how many years he's been here. You know, I know it wasn't an easy choice for him, but still, at the same time, he did choose to go and do that. I've just got three more questions for you here. Uh, how did you score well, that fight? Um... I think I only watched it once just live, but uh definitely scored Dominic um the one was a toss up, round one was a toss up for me. <clears throat> the takedowns were pivotal, the head movement movement was good. The counter strikes is what Dom got him on. Did you know, out, you know, where T J was just trying to like try to land one big shot punch still, you know, where Dominic would hit with like a three you know, or like he would just like bull rush in, like, you know, like that those little four punch combos, three punch combos, those are scoring, you know what I mean? Any judge is scoring that, especially the takedown. Uh, but it was very close, you know, very close. Yeah. Play, but I'm definitely leaning toward Don. I wanted TJ to win, but, uh, you know, sometimes it, it happens, you know. Uh, it's a fight game. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I had yeah. Don win, but, you know, I was born with TJ. You said that uh, Brandon Gimson will be in your corner. Obviously, uh, Justin Buckles will be in your corner. Who's your other corner man going to be? Um, actually, uh, Justin took the coaching position already before I had my, already before I uh, decided for my corner. Man, I'm going to have, um, I think, Uriah Favors in my corner, Chris Holdsworth and Brandon Gibson nice. in my corner. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I, mean, I told, you know, it's, you know, I, I think Buckles is one of the greatest corner men and, and, and more motivators. I, I had him in my UFC debut, and I worked with him before my, my last fight against the UFC and then my Marcus Rimmage for my debut against Marcus Rimmage. And that's some of the, you know, we, we started, we've been training again for this camp and it's the best I felt, you know, he's just, you know, he knows your style, what to work on. Hey, we're not going to do no bullshit punches or kicks. You know what I mean? Like we're going to work on what's going to work on in the fight. He breaks down film, watches film, make sure, you know, you're, you're just being accountable. Make sure, you know, your, your weight's good. Your diet's good. Like he just, he's just a really good coach and really caring, you know, and a motivator. So definitely looking forward to having him in my corner, uh, fights to come um yeah finally i noticed on your twitter um a picture from january 21st your mom lacing you up before training she hasn't missed a fight yeah. since you first started boxing at 15 how much does it mean to you to have your mom in your corner like that oh it's awesome uh you know it's, it's something that uh you know i i hold dearly it's it's you know something to be able to just you know, be able to you know have those memories and her there, and and to be able to hug and give her a kiss after, and for her to tell me how proud she is, you know, win or lose, you know what I mean? She's always proud of me, just for chasing my dreams, having the courage to go out, do everything I'm doing, you know. And, and she constantly reminds me how proud of proud of uh, she is, uh, you know, she is, you know, that I'm her son, and I'm, I'm chasing this dream, and uh, you know, just uh, have her in my corner and the support is. is it's very motivating, you know, and her not missing a fight, you know, even that she was 
she really didn't want me to fight at a younger age, you know. She she just didn't, you know. Who wants their kid to go on there and, and fight, you know, and, and get punched in the head and have, you know, and all the, and just, you know, who wants to see their kid do that? Yeah. You know, I can just, I can only imagine, you know. So her in the stands, I always, you know, tell her, I always come and give her a kiss before the fight. No, I can, I can just tell her that her aunt said, oh, like, you know, like, I'll stand off a little bit. Like, hey, mom, it's going to be fine. But the worst thing that happens is there, mom, I get beat up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm living my fucking dream, you know? Like, if I get beat up, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm going to go back and figure out what I did wrong, you know what I mean? But I always joke with them, hey, what's the worst thing that happens? I get beat up, mom. It's the worst thing. Like, hey, we're out here living our dream. I'm out here living, mom. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, she always smiles about it when I say that, but I'll say that too. That's but, awesome. Then mind, like, and then, then I'm in my mind, like, hey, this 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 motherfucker ain't beating me up for a final. No way. So I make me fight harder. <laughs> he is Cody Garbrandt. He takes on John Lineker, February 21st, UFC Fight Night 83. Cody, man, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to let you get back to your training now. I know we sort of did this a little late. Just let, Thank you. Yeah, for sure, man. Just let people know where they can get a hold of you in the social media universe. Okay, all my social media on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat is Cody underscore no love. Thanks a lot, Cody. Have a good one and good luck at the end of the month, man. Uh, thank you, brother. Have a good night. You too. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Cody Garbrandt for joining Sucker Radio this week. And thank you to you guys for listening. You know, I almost forgot about this right off the hop, but the biggest news of the week had nothing to do with anything UFC, well, it was formerly UFC, I must say. Benson Henderson signing with Bellator. Huge. And you know the reason why? If you don't know the reason why, I mean, you shouldn't be listening to this show. You should be tuning out. But it had to do with the UFC's Reebok pay. How friggin' ridiculous. We are going to see more and more fighters hopping ship and moving to different organizations and that's going to happen because of this Reebok pay. So Benson Henderson signs with Bellator, and he gets a crack at the Bellator 170-pound title right off the bat. He's fighting in April for that championship, so good luck to him in his Bellator debut because we could see him becoming a two-division champion in that organization. You never know. He's going to add big things to the welterweight division and the lightweight division. So congrats to Ben Henderson. As I said, thank you to you guys for listening. Make sure you check out MMA Sucka on Facebook. Like us over there on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Follow myself on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. And with that, I'm out. Martial arts, I'm the evangelist spreading the news of MMA, the number one candidate. Calibrate levels of greatness, that's when we collaborate. Mikey Rock and Jeremy Brand, as we reactivate. Brand creates the show for the fans, and it's magnanimous. Jury's out decision, and yes, it's unanimous. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. 
It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.